We're going to get ready to receive our speaker of the hour. Powerful, anointed woman of God. <laughs> a spiritual mother. A leader. Trailblazer, trendsetter. So many things God has put on her as a mantle. Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard. We bless the Lord for all of his mercies. Amen. That are new. How often? Only when you sin. How often are they new? Every day, my God. Have you used any of his mercy? He's such a faithful God. Amen. How about his grace? Has anybody used his grace? <clears throat> his grace, the empowerment to do. The favor of God, the empowerment to do. Grace is him empowering you to stand up under that thing that has been trying to subdue you trying to cause destiny to be blown off a little bit further. The Bible says that he will give us the power to stand up under a thing. It's God's grace. You got to know the difference because grace ain't the eraser. Mercy is. When the people say, I remember, God said, I don't. When the people say, I saw you, God said, we're. When the people say, you ain't changed, God said, they have changed mightily. My, 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 my. His mercy. And then when they look for us to mess up again, you know, people will spend years waiting for you to mess up again. Some of our families are waiting 20 years. They gonna mess up, and to them it's still been a day. And God said, no, 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 I've given them grace. So they have the power now to stand up under that thing. They're not overtaken and subdued by that thing. That thing has now become subject to them. They are no longer subject to that thing. And what's so awesome about God that if you shall fall again, mercy will still pick you up and grace is waiting to hold you up. We cannot stay in condemnation. Condemnation is what's taken us out when we don't know our word, when we haven't allowed the presence of God to fill us completely, that's when the world can say things to us and throw us off. Mercy and grace. Hallelujah. We need them both. You can take your seats after you say hello to someone, wave to someone, give them that nice mask smile they've been waiting for. Hello, musicians. Amen. What you got today that I might want to take? Because them shoes last week. All right, I'll take the vest. Amen. Amen. I love the creativity of young people. You know, you're probably not young to a lot of people anymore, huh? Nope. <laughs> but you're still young to me. Ain't that sweet? <laughs> God is good. Welcome. I don't know if First Gentleman wants to say something now or if you want to say something at the end. You've been on the road working and you haven't been in the house. So there's got to be something that you have to say. I mean, you don't just show up and not say anything. Look how many kids I done had. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be in the house. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, it's funny that you said because I wanted to talk. But uh, 
to say thank you for everyone, for your prayers, for your well wishes, and just knowing that, you know, even when I'm out on the road, that, you know, that my church family is there with me, you know, that, that means a lot, you know, especially when you're out there by yourself, and, you know, you know, you know, my wife did, but, you know, outside of her, I got my church family that's with me, you know, so, and the calls, and, you know, the surprise calls, and everything, everything means a lot, so I want to, again, say thank you to the leadership, to the, to the body, to the family, and um, it, just, it just feels good that to know that, you know what I mean, that I have uh, people outside, you know, outside of me and outside of my wife that's, that's praying for me and, and wishing me well on the roads. So that's a blessing. Amen. 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 Bless God. All right. I want to talk today for a minute. The Lord was dealing with me last week on this woke ideology and how people think they're woke. Uh-huh, right. You got to stay woke. And there is actually more than just a cliche or an expression. This is an ideology that's trying to gain a lot of momentum. And if we're, we're honest, um, they've gained a lot of momentum in a short period of time than a lot of other um, fights that a lot of other people have been fighting to get across this American plane for a very long time. And I don't know if you <clears throat> are able to discern their roots and their patterns and how they're weaved into every single thing from cartoons that we watch, from the education that's being pushed into our children, to the commercials that are on television, to now even the dictionaries being changed so many times because of this woke theology. Um, sorry, they, they want to make it a theology, but this woke ideology. They want to make sure you're woke. So my statement to them today, are you woke? So we're going to talk about that today. What does that mean and what is it that Jesus would want us to do as believers, as Christians, as followers of the way, those that are in the way? What is woke to us? Amen? So let me read something to you that I found online because I wanted to get more understanding of it. And I was shocked that a lot of what I've noticed and wonder where this new stuff came from is all a part of this woke theology, uh, ideology. So let me read. In the years leading up to 2021, the national conversation in the United States was dominated by issues related to what has become known as wokeness or woke culture. The word woke was added to dictionaries in 2017 and it's a slang word for awake. In its contemporary use, woke means social awareness, being alert to social issues, racism, discrimination, and injustice. Right now, that sounds good, right? This is how they pull us in. They appear as light, okay? So that's good. I mean, who's not interested in being woke when it's on the definition of being alert 
and being alert, especially to social issues. We've got some social problems in America, right? Some racial problems in America that's been going on a long time, as old as America is. How about some discrimination and some injustices? Who don't want to be woke? Some of the goals of the woke culture are to dissolve the nuclear family. How many want to be woke? How many think that there's a better idea than the one God instituted with being woke and that family should have one mother and one father? And what they're using as a basis, or the, as, let's, you, let's explain it this way, there's science, because science is supposed to support and back any facts. Any work that we do, especially psychologically, in order for it to be proven, it has to be having a scientific result. Someone needed to survey some things, someone needed to do some um, developmental work, someone needed to do some research, some others needed to do some observations. This is how we back things up. And the more I learn this, the more I see Jesus throughout the entire Bible. He already did the observations. So just because family look like it's broken and it's not working for some, that's not enough history to say that something doesn't work and what you want to bring in to replace it, and they don't want to merge it, they want to replace the nuclear family, has had no development, no research. We still don't know what the results are gonna be from children being raised in a same-sex household. We don't know the results of that yet. But the woke culture is telling us that what y'all have put in place wasn't a God idea, it was a social idea. And the social idea ain't working. Look at the families today. They're talking about abolishing capitalism, eliminating religion. Are you woke? Eliminating religion, rewriting our constitution, and for some of the reasons of, of slavery and racism and, and, and all, everything against feminism, right there, they're probably like, okay, we, we, we'll listen to you on rewriting the Constitution and raise children gender neutral. Now when, the, when, when they first came out with this move, all that I heard from the young people that believed that they were, um, let me think what the word was at that time, when they believed that they were not, they, they liked same sex intimacy, their thing was, I don't like labels, apostle. Some of the young kids in here, I don't, I don't label myself. Well, what happened to that? Because they've got over 200 and something labels added to the dictionary for the people that didn't like labels. And, and what are we doing? Where are we at? How are we responding? What are we learning? What does Jesus say about any of this? <clears throat> do you know that your kids know more about this than we do? If you're in your mid to late 30s, you're already OG. This generation is calling you old. You don't know what's happening. I don't care how you look and dress and act with them. You old. Isn't that amazing? And you know you're old because you can't name three labels. You're like, what, what, what does that mean? I watched this news channel called Vice, the Vice channel. And they go into all these, you know about it? It's so worth it. They go into things that you don't even know exist in this globe sad things, atrocities that are happening that in our 
media, we just deal with whatever's going on in our political movement. Wherever the corporations have the most money invested, whatever fight they want to win is the news they give us. So they can get us to fill in for their fight and their march. And we're fighting and marching for things here on the lower level while these folks up here on the upper echelon, their, their whole division is different. Believe it or not, in the upper of uppers, there's no racism. It's classism. Do you have enough money to talk to me? Do you have enough money to sit at the table with me? Do you have any power to call me up on my phone? We're fighting about racism. They've been over that a long time ago because they realize money's green. And more than money being green, money is electronic. So I don't care what you want to wear. I don't care what you want to show up as. I don't care what language you speak, what country you come from. I don't care what your culture is. Do you have the power and the wealth to approach me on any issues. That's where it is. So we are the little guys down here fighting the fight of these rich corporate companies who would look at us like with pity and disgust because we want to be woke. Woke to what? And who's waking us up? I want to know who's waking me up, right? When my alarm wake me up, I set the music so it wakes me up nicely. When Peyton wake me up, it's not the same response. When Bernard wake me up, it's not the same. I don't know who's waking me up. What am I being awoken to? So you're telling me that it's all about discrimination, racism, injustice, and social issues. But then as you become a little more uncovered, as I have to sit more with you, or I choose to sit more with you, and hear of your conversation, you're telling me that you want to dissolve the nuclear family because your research <clears throat> has shown you that this nuclear family doesn't work anymore? I don't know what I would do without my father. And I had both parents. And, and, and they're talking about this um, binary gender and this gender dysphoria. Anybody think they had gender dysphoria when they were younger? I think I did. I, I was a little boy when I was little. And, and they gave us a name back then. It wasn't Dykes. No offense. Oh, 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 y'all got it. Anybody was a tomboy? Well, in, in our days, if you were like that, you were consider, considered having a gender dysphoria. You were a little confused about your gender. And I think that if the people who were in my life didn't guide me and teach me, I might have stayed right along with the boys. All my friends were boys. I see heads shaking. And if I was in a school system that we have now, they probably would have called me into the social work office and said, you're fluid, or, or you're a boy. They would have worked all these things out because they believed that the child should know their sexuality before anybody else. I thank God for the parents I had. Because I don't know what I would be now. And this isn't putting a dim light on anyone who's, who's, who believes in this straight from me. I don't have an issue with you believing in it because you are the reason for the church. I don't, you are not my enemy. You are not my problem. I'm not preaching against you. Because what would be our purpose if we didn't believe we all needed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and the more you study the intricateness of how God created us 
You can't help but deal with science, and you cannot help but deal with psychology and medicine and biology, because all things do work together for the good of them that love the Lord, that are in Christ Jesus that love the Lord. It really does work that way. <clears throat> so with that, we learn that a lot of what we go through comes from here. Not just our thoughts, but the genetics, the neurons, how things flow. There's a study in a class that I just took that they're learning that women who come out with more male tendencies, they found out has had a rush of testosterone while they were in the womb. And that would more majorly explain while their gender is more persuaded to the male, even though they came out with female organs. So th things are still being discovered here while this woke agenda is, is working right now in our legislation to give children the rights as low as eight years of age to decide what their gender is and to get hormone replacement therapy so they can cut off puberty that's gonna tell you what you are. It's more than organs. The genetics back it up, it's science. <clears throat> and to have sex change, to start that process as young as eight years of age. I look at my granddaughter and I'm amazed. I feel like in the free world, if I wanna have sex with a man or a woman, I should better do whatever I wanna do. I know y'all in church and y'all looking at me crazy. But I don't feel I should have to change anything to do what I want to do. I'm not talking about Christians. We got a different standard. And we choose that standard. God doesn't arrest us. He doesn't send out a net and capture us. It is an honor and a privilege to be called a child of the Most High God. No one is in here because they were forced to be in here. No one was, is in here committing their time and their tithe and their talents because there's just nothing else for us to do. But for me, if we were still in the world, I should better have sex with whoever I want. And for me, allowing the government or, or doctors to put a label on me should be the problem. I'm of the free world. I can have sex with whoever I want to. Oh boy, y'all struggling with me today. Whenever I want to, how many times I want to, and with as many people as I please to have it with at one period of time. Because I'm of the free world. These are those that are not in Christ Jesus. These are their options. Why would we look down on them? What would some of y'all be doing if the Holy Spirit didn't feel you and begin to talk to you? Who would you be sleeping with? Let me make it easy on you. Who wouldn't you be sleeping with? That's going to be the shorter answer. argument is not with those who are different from us. I was different from us. Often I'm still very different from us. <laughs> it's just the way he deals with me. I believe he uses me as a sign to the world. We have to make sure we're woke. The woke that I want to talk about today is being God conscious. Are we God conscious? I, I look around in service today, and some of y'all daydreaming, praise and worship. I see daydreamers. The word going forth, I see you staring at the floor. You're staring at your shoe. 
and, and it's not where your eyes are at, it's where your mind is at. Where is your consciousness that we can't sit in a service for an hour to an hour and a half? Three hours. You read the Apostle Paul, his sermon sometimes went all night long. Jesus and them had church all day long that they were so hungry they was willing to steal a little boy's lunch. Right, Elder Lisa? Because they got hungry sitting in church all day long. And nobody was like, man, Jesus preached this before. How long church going to last? I got a Labor Day cookout I want to go to. Nobody complained. How long Jesus or Apostle Paul? One man fell asleep and it fell from the balcony level down. And then the church was like, yeah, he's dead. They were like, what? This gives us an opportunity to apply what just been preached. So somebody lay on him and give him life again. And did they not bring that man back to life? That was church. They didn't get mad when things happened. They embraced it. Yeah! Let's go, church! Now we're like, man, did you hear the news? Some of y'all thought Trump was the Antichrist. What y'all think about Biden? Uncle Biden got issues. Man, oh man, oh man. I got him again, Thomasine. I know how to strike it up. See, apostles will come with that relevancy of what's going on in the globe. And the ecclesia, the church part of Jesus, of the kingdom, they just want to hear, ah, the Lord's going to provide a meal. The Lord's going to give a raise. Apostles come, and they want to stir up the controversy. They want to stir up what has become content to you. They want to cause you to think and to see things greater than this unconsciousness of this woke society that we are riding through. And we're raising woke dead people. We're being consumed by the thoughts of our mind instead of transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're getting all of our spirituality from the news. They're telling us what to believe. They're telling us what they want to project to us from, from political candidates to the best deodorant. And we're rushing marketing, propaganda, branding, and we're running like sheep to the slaughter doing what they tell us to do and not understanding that it starts as little light until we become completely consumed by the light that has been guiding us this whole time on earth. The Bible told us that we will be in this world and many troubles will come. Do you still want to be riding with me? He told us that in me there's going to be many problems, many enemies. People will hate you and persecute you because of me. You still want to ride with me? And instead, the church is transitioning to a place where we're universally accepted. I don't know any place I can go to. I can't go to a Jamaican restaurant and ask for McDonald's food and then go form a legislation to change it. I can't. Because there's ways in which God has set things to be subject to things for good. Let's submit. 
as believers, following Christ ain't the easiest thing. There's just some things I'm just going to sin because I want to do it. But then you find out later, daddy does know best because now I'm paying consequences for something I just want to go ahead and do. And he let me do it. And now I got the consequences of that. We learned in class about the free will and um, the free choice and all of that. And it was taught from the beginning that nothing about free choice was free. You have the freedom to choose. But the, the math stops right there. The consequences can be many. But Christians started quoting that mess and not biblically backing it up. Where did he say we have free will, free choice? He said, I give you choices. What are the choices he's giving you? Read Deuteronomy. I'm giving you the choice to do this or you can do that. And I'm also going to bless you enough to let you know the consequences of these choices. Do you know the issues that come out of children from broken families? No one knows what's going to happen with this woke movement until 20 years probably down the line. I felt like this morning when I was in prayer with the Lord, I felt like this morning he was showing me it's almost going to be like a new breed of people. It's almost like we're not even going to recognize human beings the way we do now. That our mindset is going to be at such a higher level of consciousness that we're going to be so different in our health and our activities and our thinking. With that, we're going to see great growth in manufacturing. We're going to see great growth in technology, great growth in the economy. We're going to see all that, but we're going to miss before our eyes that there's this other, it's not even a subculture, it's like subhuman race. Because we're going to tap into a place that he didn't want us to tap into that goes back to the Garden of Eden. We're in trouble. And where I love the back. Can y'all come up front with me, y'all, too? There's a highway, an expressway that is taking us into this level of consciousness that he doesn't want us in. Remember, mommy said, I don't want you going with them. It's for a good reason. And you crying, I hate you. I hate you, little brats. And they get older and be like, Ma, I don't know what was up, girl. I understand. Puberty. So they want to dissolve the nuclear family, abolish capitalism, eliminate religion. And you know how they get us on that one? Because we all started preaching against religion. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Do you know what spiritual means? Everything. Whatever is spiritual. And the church started saying it. Do you see how early their changes started coming in? It has been determined that Alzheimer's can be predicted as far as 20 years back now. That you can ch chase back your memory and little things you were doing 20 years. And they can tell that you're going to end up with Alzheimer's. These folks have had an agenda for years. And it's like a wave of currency that flows into the church where we start repeating their thing. Are you woke? Now, if somebody would ask us, are you woke? We wouldn't have known what to say. Because our wokeness and the wokeness of the world are at enmity with each other. And they have been since the Garden of Eden. It's enmity. Did God create psychology? Absolutely. He's the great psychologist. Did God create science? Absolutely. He's the great scientist. You cannot do any work with any of them without them merging in the center of Jesus. Other actions by the woke culture 
such as canceling movies, cartoon characters, defunding law enforcement. I had some awful interaction with law enforcement. So I was like, defund them! Because <laughs> we're going by personal experiences. This is bigger than your personal issue that you had with a few officers when you were breaking the law. Defund them! I'm breaking the law. Trying to create a purge down here on earth. While refusing to prosecute crimes are covered up. It is hard to see how accomplishing their objectives would help the cause of social justice. But the ideology of the woke culture is so pervasive in our lives today, it's in education, isn't it, Minister Angela? It's in the media, it's in entertainment, and even in sports, that it caught many people in its web of deception. The following brief analysis will demonstrate how misleading their agenda is. I don't know how much I'm be able to read to this because I want to close with my conclusion. The nuclear family is the backbone of a healthy society, headed by two loving parents. It is the safest way to raise children, even gay children. Can y'all be nice Christians? Christians have gay children, just in case y'all didn't know. Y'all all right? Can you just breathe it through? <sighs> it's not a curse from God. He's not mad at you. He's not angry at you. Don't go into Job's mindset and what have I done and start seeking the people around you. Just curse God and die. There's a whole lot of genetic things going on. Do you know what's even in the food we eat? We don't even know if in this generational time that what they're putting, it has been determined finally that men should not drink soy milk. Do you know how long they push soy milk? Get dairy out of your refrigerator. Everybody gets soy milk. So mothers and wives concerned for their family ran out and they got soy milk. They found out it was giving men breasts. Men were developing breasts from soy milk. So now they say, I'm in milk. And now we march on back to our health markets. Do you know who owns Whole Foods? Amazon. Do you really think your Whole Foods are whole anymore? Amazon isn't to making money. If you want to be whole, buy some stock in Amazon. But eating whole foods from Amazon ain't going to be whole. I worked with a chemist. I worked with a scientist. And he created the seed for the best cigars around. He beat Cuba. It's a big deal when Cuba was closed. And if you notice, Cuba is open again. It's a big deal to people who are invested in these areas. And he said, how can you prove that something is organic, Apostle, unless you were there when the seed was made? Do y'all hear Bible in that? What came first, the chicken or the egg? God put seed-bearing fruit in everything that he created. How can you know if it's God's creation unless it has a seed? Were you there, Job, when I told the ocean to stop? Were you there when I put the stars in the sky? Were you there when the seed was created in that thing? I eat whole foods by Amazon.com. If you're not growing it in your yard, stay woke dead. I just want us to wake up. You can be woke, but I'm awake. 
I'm God conscious. When he comes in, he says, this is our scripture for today. Who do they say I am? Are you God woke? Are you God conscious? Then he breaks it down a little more uh, into, uh, from irrelevancy because he didn't care about what the people thought. He wants to know, what were you hearing about me? Are you conscious about who I am? Do you know what I can do? Do you know what I'm able to change? Do you know what I'm able to create? Do you know why the world is going the way it's going? It's got to go that way so I can pull them back in to what I wanted them to be under. Ain't nobody running to Jesus under Uncle Biden. He's too soft. We need something to shake us. Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Because we get scared. The old church preached it. Hell, fire, and brimstone. Everybody was saved. Revival was on fire. People was in church two, three days a week or on a Sunday. Now everybody's nice. I'm going to have a beer in the garden of the White House with the Russian leader. Everybody wants to be nice. Because that's woke. When you're woke, you're nice. But when you're woke, you're not awake. When you're woke, you're not God conscious. And when Jesus wants to ask us a question, and he wants to say, church, who do they say that I am? What are some of the things that you hear? Oh, you're a prophet. You're a teacher. There's some people I was listening to on Clubhouse that still believe Jesus never even existed in any form. And they call themselves woke, and they got the big eye on their Clubhouse thing. There already has been documented information that he existed. There's been documented existing that he's a man. The problem is proving his Messiah. And that's because that's saved for every knee and every tongue. He's not going to let you choose now to believe. Our faith doesn't need scientific facts. Do you know in psychology, they said it don't take no evidence to believe. You can choose to believe whatever you want. Scientists need the proof. But all God needs a heart that believes. And once your heart is believing, your mind got to be transformed. You can say, I love Jesus and I trust Jesus from your heart. But it doesn't give you stamina or doesn't even give you the position to call heaven your home. Do you know what the Bible Bible says about making heaven your home? Do you know how to have eternal life? I must love the Lord thy God with all my heart and all my soul and then I must love my neighbor as I love myself. Church, your neighbor ain't the one that the preacher tells you to tap on their shoulder and say, neighbor, our neighbor is Afghanistan. Our neighbor is Haiti. Our neighbor is Israel. This little church American stuff that we have brought the Bible down to is a lie and it's contradictory to a kingdom mindset. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor everything is going to be all right. You ain't my neighbor. You my brothers and my sisters. The preacher need to get that right. First of all, this ain't my neighbor. You talking by proximity. But if you want to get real with well, this, is my sister. 
And this is my brother. My neighbor is the one who is hungry and we ain't feeding him. My neighbor is the one with the sexuality problem and we ain't giving the gospel to. My neighbor is the one that doesn't know what they are when they wake up in the morning, what they want to be when they go to bed at night. My neighbor is the one that needs some money and I won't give them none because I'm stuck on the prosperity gospel. My neighbors are the one that are begging for America to pray for them, to open the borders to them. Those are our neighbors. Touch your neighbor. We got to wake up. We got to become God conscious. Jesus said to me, who do they say I am? He wanted to know other people consciousness. You know why? Let me back it up in the text. You know why he said, who do they say I am? Because if you notice throughout all of Jesus's work, he kept saying, don't tell them who I am. My time hasn't come yet. Don't tell them who I am. For the people that recognize, shh, 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 don't tell them who I am. God said, I don't want them conscious yet. When I ascend from this place, I'm going to make sure that they're conscious. And I'm going to leave a consciousness upon them that the world can't give them. Don't let them know who I am. Don't tell them that I'm here. They were like, Jesus, the Messiah. He would tell them, be quiet. My time hasn't come yet. Then he asked him in Mark. He said, who do they say I am? And this text that I was reading said, if you ask the Jewish people, you're going to get one answer. You ask the Greeks, you're going to get another answer. And if you ask the Gentiles, you're going to get another answer. So my question is to see if you're conscious, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Are you conscious in who he is? You're so woke that when you're in services, what is it that's distracting your mind from the word? Is it something you saw on TV? You know, I'm at war. I didn't realize it, but I'm at war in the spirit with somebody. It's a spirit. I know it is. But I'm at war with them. And I think I had mentioned it to Prophet Thomasina. I said, I just feel like this, this whole spirit behind this person got to be marked with an X. The church is riding this man tail. And this man started out so good and truthful. And he was speaking like that hard church message like, yeah, tell us, tell us, correct us. And now he's, he's, he's boycotting. Uh, no, he, he's, he's backing Nas X. Is that his name? And he's, ex he's what is that, little Nas? He's explaining now how his pregnancy video with the flowers around his head it's media propaganda and that's an excellent way to do that and in the church and, I'm, and I watch these things and I'm looking I'm seeing people in churches that I know and they're like that's right say it that's right say it and I try to mind my business John Paul I try to mind my business and that's why I don't stay on long I have to get off and then I finally I went up there and I said, having that talk ain't going to do nothing. Entertainment has a spirit. And I got off and I said, breathe because here they come. You're going to have the whole church praying for you. You're going to lose your vision. Your eye going to start leaking. You ain't going to be able to walk because the warfare and the arrows is going to come flying at you because you're stepping into something when he's got followers. Nobody made them follow him. He's got followers because he started out with a message of light. And now it looks like light. And he's getting backing by big people. He only brings well-known people on his platform. And people are just jumping on. And I'm seeing people that I see, and I want to tell them so bad, what is your problem? 
One girl almost inboxed because she's young, so I know she's naive. I want to tell you, do you not see this? Did anybody train you better than this? This is sheep being led to the slaughter. This is not God conscious. I understand media has a place, but people of God, don't forget where we came from. We know that everything starts with a spirit. Everything is a start in the natural. The natural got is what it's got from the realm of the spirit. There would be no here if there was no spirit. Do you know that your here is living? Do you know that the plants and the grass is living? Do you know that your tooth is living? If you chip it, you'll see it go brown and dead. These are living souls. And you're playing with them. Entertainment has a spirit behind it. That's why it's so powerful. That's why it would make some of y'all miss church to stay home to watch a series. Let's be honest. Well, you start watching one. I can't stand these series. But I'll be like, you got to check out this series, Suzanne. You're going to like this. I'll be like, Bernard, I'm trying so hard not to. He's like, you got to check this one out. And just watch this one. And somebody else, my, you got to check out this series. I'm like, oh, my God, I know I'm going to like it. So I watched one series, and it got me so hooked, JP. I watched like 10 in one day. Pause it to go to the bathroom. Came back in again. Oh, Paul, ah, did Frontier will go out for a second? Now I got to rewind it for where Frontier went out. Right when they was getting ready to just tell them a piece of your mind. Frontier, I got to hear nothing. And I realized I spent the whole day, what y'all call binge watching. I'm not even a TV person. Entertainment is a spirit. Y'all remember a few years ago, I came at y'all with that uh, scandal. Y'all was all in the scandal, talking about scandal in church. I was like, don't y'all got enough scandal in church? You ain't even get over the last person that hurt you. That's scandal. Work on that scandal and get off her scandal. Matter of fact, I told y'all back then to buy stock in the network that put scandal out, that put them out there. Because if y'all love scandal that much, the, the stock got to be flying on it. Buy stock in it and turn it off. Are y'all hearing me? Listen to this. Children are far more likely to experience abuse when they are in the care of non-family members. Is that correct, my social workers? Seven out of 10 black children grow up in a single parent household. 80% of youth in prison grew up in fatherless homes. See, they're doing the work. They're far more likely to drop out of school, commit crimes, experience depression, and being suicidal. It is not the dissolution, but the restoration of families that helps African Americans and every other family of minorities be great and powerful. It's not the dissolution. It's not in breaking down the nuclear family. It's in putting more money to invest in families. I heard this preacher say a long, 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 long time ago, and it's still good to this day. Do you know you have to study for a driver's test, and there's no preoccupation, no prerequisite requirements for a marriage license? And we wonder why we're in the trouble we're in now. We make sure that driver's license renewed, don't we? But we ain't making sure that marriage license stay renewed. Let me read this part and I'm going to wrap it up. Y'all know this is all apostolic all day. I could stay in this till 4 o'clock. Traditional Judeo-Christian values have been under attack 
by the woke culture. Christians are mocked in the media. Does it bother y'all when y'all see those commercials mocking Jesus or believers? TV shows. The attributes associated with religion, faith, love, and service are positive and has been proven to improve the lives of individual families and communities. Do you know how much you are hated for being a Christian? Can y'all tell? You're better off meeting people and not telling them your faith to try to have a real conversation with them than telling them your faith. Because Christianity has had a bad rap. You know, everybody got some of them crazy folks in their family. Our natural families got it. Our spiritual families got it. Probably our heavenly families won't have it, and that's what we'll catch the break at. But it's always that one piece of the family. You know, sometimes it's almost like our families got, like, two different bloodlines, right? Like, who are they? Like, I just I can't even explain that I'm even related to them. Y'all have that in your families too? It's like something's just very disconnected here. I don't know what it is. It's the same thing in the church. But don't throw the entire church away. The establishment of the church. What God ordained. Enough to call his bride. The word of God. Do you know how many people are forming religions now to, to make it central black? When if you study Jesus, you know he was black. Skinned. But this is the thing we don't get here. And I've said it so many times. Y'all got to start echoing stuff so we can get out there. Jesus ain't American. We think Jesus was American. We make him personal. He's like the government. He's, the, he's the, like the president. No, he ain't. Matter of fact, he hated government. But he learned how to walk and walk alongside of government. Jesus ain't American, y'all. He never came to America. So the battles that we have here between black and white and Christian and Muslim and Christian and Hebrew Israelite, Jesus is like, I don't understand what y'all doing here. Like, I left my word. I left my constitution. I was even reading this morning... Reverend, that he, he said to somebody, and they were asking him, Jesus, what must I do to be born again? And Jesus asked him, like, well, how did you read it? He was like, I left it in the text. How did you read it? And then he said to them after that, I don't know if I put it down here. I could probably close right there. He was asking them, like, why are you asking me such foolish questions when I left all this for you in the beginning? He was checking them. Jesus looked at people. Can you tell how he looked at people? Like they was crazy. Some people came to him with stuff, and they said he just got down. He was like, hey, I'm coming. Like, it is written. It's been written in the sand. It's been written on the walls. It's been written in blood. It's been written in tablets. Jesus said, what are you reading? Why are you asking me, what does this take? No, they asked him, what does it take to gain eternal life? That was the text. 
What does it get to gain eternal life? And they was trying to catch him because they were trying to figure out Jesus from Elohim. Jesus from Yahweh. Still doing it to this day. Jesus said, what did you read? And he told the guy, read it. And the guy read it back to him again. He said, well, I must love the Lord thy God. Jesus is like, mm-hmm, come on, fool. Probably, probably spoke some unknown tongues in Aramaic because Jesus wasn't Arabic. Can y'all learn that? Jesus lived in this mountain with this small community of people who spoke Aramaic. And it was a small village. And they came down from that village and became a part of the community and the society. I posted the other day. Let me close it so I stop. I posted it the other day. Billy Graham. Sermon I've never heard before. A powerful sermon. I thought he was going to get in trouble at first. He said, black people. I said, oh, Lord. But he said, Jesus probably looked like you. More than likely, he looked like you. Because he was able to walk around and fit in in his time with Africans in that society. He couldn't have looked like they painted him to look because he would have stood out. He said, why do you think they had Jesus born? and do his campaigning where he did his campaigning at. Think about it. It touched the borders of Africa, the European, was that it? Was it two or three borders it touched? Where he did his ministry touched all of the dark skin and all of the white skin. It didn't matter what subculture you were from, light skin, Jesus' ministry touched it. And that's why he told us he's going to preach this gospel for you to grab it and then you to take it into all the nations. You take it into all of the world. I already trust everybody that's black skin. I already trust everybody that's white skin. Y'all go in and deal with the cultural differences. Jesus wasn't sent to America. America, you don't have branding rights on Jesus. And if we keep up the kind of stuff that we're keeping up by not studying who he is, we're going to keep having more breakdown in religion. We're going to have more gods. We're going to have more religions. And that ain't going to be no problem. Because Apostle Paul told us, study and show thyself approved. What did he want you to study? No. Study the text. He said, study other gods. Study other cultures. That's how you get yourself approved. Because you can't apologize something when you only know the subjection of the teaching. Mike can understand Mike because he's subjective. For me to understand Mike, I have to understand Mike from an objective view. I'm not him. So I have to try to understand him from not being him from the outside of him. So what do you do? You take research. You ask questions. You do studies. You get to know him so that I can say, nope, that's not Mike. That's not something Mike would do. You're lying on Mike. That's not Mike's spirit. That's not Mike's intelligence. Oh, Mike did that. I know Mike did that. I'm going to talk to Mike because Mike guilty of that. You know the person because you studied them. You spent time with them. God's Apostle Paul said, study and show thyself approved. Why we are suffering today as a kingdom. The church is going on. Churches are on every corner. Why we are suffering today as a kingdom is because those that do study only study the word of God. And the rest, watching scandal or whatever, I don't know. We misquote the Bible all the time because cliches gets in our head. That's why when I hear something, I got to go look it up to see if it's real scripture. 
because I've quoted a lot of nonsense from some real good preachers and got home to go look it up to tell people about it wasn't even in the book the greatest argument the Muslims had over Christendom used to be your God is three gods and that makes no sense how y'all don't just have one God you know how we did that those who were in my class when I taught cults I taught y'all about that because a great preacher was trying to condense down the three and three is known as what Trinity what is it try all those things like tricycles three wheels that's how I have to remember by is two try is three by the bikes quads are four y'all with me so he preached a good sermon and called it the Trinity and people shouted for 30 or something years on that sermon everybody in the church think that God Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the Trinity and they're called the Godhead the Godhead you know what the Godhead is think about us in, in tri parts think about us in three parts we're what spirit what else body what else and soul we're not mind will and emotions that's the soul we're three parts so God had the three expressions of himself to direct who we are in humanity but we never heard it I never heard it until I became apostolic because the churches that I was in preached the trinity until I got confronted with a black Hebrew Israelite and he tore me up y'all he had me crying I still believe Jesus because I had a testimony in him a real testimony not something that you know he got the cable on because that stuff after a while I could call Bernard and get the cable on y'all get what I'm saying it's not he paid my rent <laughs> my landlord you know could give me another month it ain't even a big deal if you feel Jesus got you off drugs because 12 steps got a lot of people off drugs And they'll tell you in a minute, ain't no Jesus get me off. 12 steps got me off. Are you God conscious? Who do you say he is? What is the transforming testimony that you have that you know that when I can't explain him, I know that he's real. When I can't define him, I know that he's real. When I'm suffering and can't trace him, I know that he's real. When everything looks like it's against me and the world is progressing to prosperity, I know that he's real. Because sometimes you don't have enough intellect to explain somebody who's not intellectual. He's spiritual first. What do you believe about him? Are you God conscious that you can explain who he is? That's what the church got to be woke at. Because they know where they woke at. And they are getting laws and legislations and bills and they're getting all kind of stuff done. And we still have in church. We don't have nobody positioned in government. Nobody to fight for our rights. And that's when he told us. Not only do I send you out as sheep amongst the wolves, you set yourself up to be sheep. 
because y'all so concerned with these little problems. The devil been fighting you in the same fight forever. Take their job and I got them. Take their relationship and I got them. You ain't even had a big four. You ain't even fought the devil in one yet. You fighting his stepchildren. People come to me, I'm an apostle. Then why are you always out sick? Apostles preach through sickness. We can't sit down. You got to kill us. I'm a prophet. Then why all you do is prophesy? That ain't a prophet. Y'all hearing me? Are you woke? Ask your neighbor. That ain't your neighbor. <laughs> now they happy because they want to, well, I didn't do it. You didn't do it because you're rebellious on any time I asked you to talk to somebody. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all got a lot to think about this week. Are you God conscious, my sister? Amen. Did your spirit leap with joy today? Do you feel him moving all around you today? I see neurons in your brain that are having electricity going through them right now. And God is restoring cells to life. Science said it can't happen. Science tells us new cells have to be developed. But I see God having electricity in your brain right now. And he's causing things to come back to memory. Not things to torment you, not things to hurt you, but things that you need to move on with. He's going to send this electrical current from the crown of your head, and it's going to go through your body. You're going to feel it. And nobody's going to, they're going to think you crazy or you high. I don't know if you ever got high, but that's what they usually think we are. In the Bible, they thought they was drunk going to go through your body and it's going to begin to do an electricity, electrical current through your body and it's going to begin to heal things that have died on the inside of you and God said if you want to live if you want to live I don't know what your circumstance is I don't know what you're going through but God said this is up to you if you want to live what you have to do is what was started today in you, you got to finish this thing. You cannot go back and live how you used to live. You cannot go back and think how you used to live. You can't have your thinking limited. Your spirituality cannot be based on a church service. You got to know the Jesus who resurrects the dead. You got to know the Jesus that had answers to everyone, but it would never answer them, but to give it back in a question. The word is going to heal you. Let them tears flow. Don't even grab that tissue. Tell them don't mess up this anointing. It's flowing. They're so kind and gentle, right? Stand up. If you can, lift your hands. Father, I speak only what you give me to speak. No mysteries, no magic, no miracles outside of your will or your way. But I stand in my apostolic authority. And as apostle of Yeshua Messiah, I now command your mind to be transformed by the renewing words of this message today. That you received an apostolic message today. And there is an apostolic call on your life. Nanita, grab her hand. Prudence, grab her other hand while her hands are lifted. 
and I speak this electric current to begin to flow from you to them, not them to you, because you think they got it. I'm telling you, you got it. From you to them. Send this wave of currency so that while you're getting ignited again, they can get ignited again. And no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper, declares the Lord. But you cannot go back. If you want to live, you better act like you want to live. You better get like the woman with the issue of blood. And ain't nothing going to stop me. If I got to walk to church, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to be in a testament to him. People are going to see my change just like they did with the man that was waiting to get by the pool. They're going to recognize that you was that woman they passed so many times in life, so many times on the road, even in your family. That's what's hurting you the most. The rejection in your family is like a cancer to you. Cut it off. God said to live and to live again in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we always sow a seed in the apostles' house. If there's a seed that you like to sow into the word, we believe that spiritually the enemy likes to attack for the word and the message to come forth. And the Bible teaches us that taxes were actually developed in biblical time. And there's a war tax. It's a seed that you sow against the war of the word. We can give you all the information about it. Pastor D has all the teaching on it. If you want to try us out, we'd love it. But just come freely now and give. Electronic givers, just give. Those giving in person, just come. Who do you say I am? Are you conscious? Amen. Are you conscious? Amen. What's most important to you? Being conscious. You start saying that. What's most important to you? Uh, excuse me, young lady, Reverend Grabber. What's most important to you? Being conscious. Be conscious. Your life is in him. Work hard. Both of y'all hear me. Work hard at keeping your mind on him. Everything else is unconscious thought. Do you know how easy it is to be in a conscious moment? Switch to an unconscious moment and go back to consciousness? That's the distraction that tries to plague your minds. Stay conscious. God conscious. Y'all hear me? Apply it this week and text me. Amen. God bless you. Lulu, what's most important? Uh-huh. Mother, what's most important? Where's the lady that shot it up at church? Did she have to leave? Did she go back there? I come in and can't even get in my sanctuary because you went there shouting. Uh-huh. What's most important? Amen. Bernard, what's most important? Tate. Amen. We're going to bring this up again. I hope the prophets come behind me in this. It is important that we stay God conscious. The miracles and the healings happen in consciousness. Yes, God does it unconsciously. That's not the message today. It's being conscious in him is where things happen. I'll explain it more later. I got to go. Father, I thank you for all of your people on today. I thank you for my neighbors abroad, and I thank you for the neighbor geographically in this service with us. I pray that you touch each one 
Send your ministering angels to minister from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. I pray, Father, that what you spoke to this wonderful woman today in her royalty colors and her satin to represent your sanctuary, I pray that that electrical current goes through all of us today. Let it be the electrical current that comes from the apostolic, Father, that as we are learning and evolving into this new way of operating in kingdom, basilica versus church, that you have ordained miracle signs and wonders for us who believe. We believe, Father. Come on, we believe, Father. And forgive our unbelief. In Jesus' name, go in peace. If there's anyone that wants to come and give their life to the Lord, you can come now. The ministers will meet you up here. No one should need prayer. If you need prayer from where you're standing, just tap into what's already been released into this room. There's an anointing that's already in this room, seat to seat and chair to chair. If you need it and you stay there, the ministers will see you. If they discern that you need help, they will come and minister with you. But stay where you are and just continue to let the Holy Spirit minister to you. God bless you all.